shoots and saves me by Zolopiak. 20 seconds to go in the third. Hodgson. Filatov picks it up. Filatov with time to the line. Ellis knocks it down. They battle on the wall for it. Ellis in there as well. Boyd jump looking for it. Tavares pulls it out. Tavares backhand towards the goal. Loose puck. It is Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. That was our uh, sweet new intro. We've got, uh, you, you just heard Pierre Maguire uh, freaking out about the awesome Jordan Everly goal. That was uh, to tie it against Russia um, with with mere seconds left. Uh, and Everly catapulted himself into national folklore with that one for sure. Um this is Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. I'm co-host Tom. I've got with me, as always, co-host Randy. How are you doing tonight there, Randall? I am doing great. It's good to be back. It's uh, good to be back on the ice uh, here uh, and getting pucks deep. Uh, just yeah. gotta, We just got to pepper the goalie, you know. Uh, <laughs> our our tender's been playing good. He's just keeping us in the game. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put, put, a good, put a good episode together here. And uh, here we go, boys. <laughs> I don't know if you didn't, if you know, I'm not uh, Pierre Maguire or Scott Oak, uh, no, but that sounds like you're uh, in game mode for sure. Um, so this is uh, season three, episode five, or as we like to call it, episode Dit Clapper. Um, junior, isn't it junior or no? Well, no, I, oh, <laughs> you I, just I, added that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that that little reference for the listeners, we're recording um, in our respective homes via uh, you know Skype online kind of thing, and uh, I entered my name uh, for this online meeting as Dit Clapper Junior, but uh, you know a guy could only be so lucky. So Dit Dit, you want to know a fun fact about Dit? He wore number five. He was the first guy to play. 20 years in the NHL. Well done. Yeah. And he played all 20 of those years for the Boston Bruins. He's from, uh, he's from new new market or Peterborough. I can't quite recall. I think new markets where he's born, but I think he might've called Peterborough home for most of his life kind of thing. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he played 20 years all for the Bruins and I think he played 11 years as a right winger and nine years as a defenseman Whoa. or vice versa. Nine that's... as a defenseman, 11 as a right winger. Yeah. That's crazy. Kind of cool. Quite the switch. Yeah. Pretty cool. And he was a big dude. He was, uh, fans loved him. And you know that line from Slapshot when, um, when uh, Paul Newman's giving the boys, you know, he's like, yeah, we got to play old time hockey. You know, he's like, dick clap or, uh, uh, Eddie Shore, like <laughs> the old time guys or yeah. whatever. Anyway, Dit Dit right is on. the first guy named. So there you go. And now he's immortalized in talking hockey history. That's so. right. I I don't know that you can find really any Dit Clapper highlights on YouTube because uh, he played from 1927 to 1947. Wasn't a whole lot of television coverage back then. I don't think YouTube but... existed back then. <laughs> 
yeah exactly right so i think it it started in 49 so he just missed yeah, it he was just yeah just missed it just missed it yeah so real old-time hockey when they actually had sweaters like instead of you know yeah. i mean like a, a hockey sweater was a, a was a sweater but yeah so today on the show we've got a a breadth of topics to to go over we're gonna um we're going to talk some rivalries. We're going to talk like the new division alignments that they've come up with and just sort of released in the last day or two here. Excuse me. We're going to talk uh, uh, the Tim Hortons hockey cards. We're having a real uh, real time with those right now um, as they are in season. Uh, and we'll have a guest later in the show. Um but why don't we kick it off with our, our local craft beer of the week? Let's what are do you it. drinking uh, tonight there, Andy? Well, on this evening's episode of Talkin' Hockey, I have a beer from Nonsuch called the Prairie Common. Um, and I guess you could um, compare it to MacGuffin uh, from Sucrums. Uh, I wasn't really aware of this type of beer prior to... Uh, trying it there at uh, Sucrums on 479 Warsaw, um, but I, you know, I've I've become kind of a, a fan of this style of beer. I I think the only way I could describe it is it's kind of a darker, kind of more maltier tasting beer. Um, yeah. And I'm super thirsty, and I just want to open it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's kind of like a British pub ale. That it. it yeah. It, in some ways, it's kind of like that. Uh, so yeah, it's a real nice one. So yeah. Right on. Well, that sounds great. Unfortunately, Me. there's nothing really on the can, so I can't really like say much about it, like by stealing mm. their words. So you just have to take <laughs> my, take my word for it. There you go. Nice. What do you got and, there? Uh, yeah, I've got one from Barnhammer Brewing uh, over there on Wall Street in Winnipeg. Um, they this one is called. It's a seasonal beer. It's called Embrace Winter Ale. Uh, vanilla spice, smooth. It's a strong beer, six six point three percent. Yeah, that's about all it says on the can. I'm ex- it's got a nice pair of little mittens on there with you know the string, so you don't lose your mittens. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna pour it into a glass here, and I'm expecting it to be a nice, nice black. I would assume beer, so, so. Yeah. Let's go for There's it. There's the, the cracking sound there. And- um, yeah, for it's... the listeners at home, by the way, Prairie Common from Nonsuch is 5.6%, and it's labeled Strong Beer, and Nonsuch there is at go. 125 Pacific in downtown Winnipeg. Yeah, not far from uh, my workplace, um, if I were still working downtown, but I work at home these days, so... But uh, yeah, they got a nice tap room there at Nonsuch and 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 at uh, Barnhammer, uh, one of my favorite tap rooms in the city. Really, uh, nice nice spot. But of course, these days, pandemic wise, nobody's going to tap rooms. So no, nope, just uh, well. And the good thing about Nonsuch is they deliver. They drop there it off go. right at my front step, pretty much. So kudos to Nonsuch. How does that one look yeah. there? Oh, nice and dark. Yeah, it's a real good-looking beer. So, yeah, cheers. Let's cheers. take a little sip here and see how that goes. Oh, wow. That's like... Wow, that's... um, That tastes like Christmas or something. I don't know. Like it's, Nice. It's Is... got, like, vanilla. 
I don't know if that's clove I'm tasting. There might be some. It's real nice. It's weird. It's a, it's a different kind of beer, but it's good. Yeah. Would you say like could you compare it to uh, another beer you've had? Well, not right off the top of my mind, no. But it's it's kind of like if you've ever had like say a coffee porter or something like that, like that kind of um, that kind of thing. But it, it's not the coffee flavor. It's more just yeah. It's like a very aromatic and uh, spicy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's, I, it's I good. like well by the looks of it. Um, there's those beers that are almost made for winter. Yeah. Uh, and one of my favorites is made by Barnhammer, and that's Grandpa's Sweater. I love. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a great beer to have outside in the winter yeah. by the fire. Yeah. Yeah. This might be. A l- it's been a while since I've had a Grandpa's Sweater, but that one's. That is a stout. And so yeah. I would say that maybe this is kind of like a, 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 a Grandpa's Sweater, but. It's got some vanilla and whatever else in it. So sweet, yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. And did you find that at the beer store or at the liquor mart, or where'd you get that? I got that at uh, the old uh, Pemina beer store. Yeah. Nice, the classic. They got uh, everything there. Uh, yeah, they pretty much do. So um, I went and picked up a box of a ba- big bag of pierogies last night and. In Wolseley, and made a stop at the beer store on the way home. And it's pretty much all you need is pierogies and beer, and you're pretty yeah, much good. I was for, like, this is this is the greatest shopping trip ever. You're pretty much good till 2021. No, <laughs> exactly. Right well, on. actually, well, no, uh, yeah. Well, moving forward here, not too yeah. far away from the uh, Pemina Quality in beer store. There, um, basically, just if you want to say Kitty Corner, you know Pemina yeah. and Grant there is a Tim Hortons and it's mm-hmm. a Tim Hortons that I tend to frequent um, okay. to, uh, you know, purchase uh, some of these hockey cards. And, you know, as, <laughs> as a kid, I, I, you know, collected a lot of cards and I, I was into it and, you know, over the past while I, you know, I've dabbled, you know, the odd pack here or there, just, you know, the, especially the talk and hockey related things with hockey card war or five card yeah. draw or that kind of thing. But um, I've I've really um, you know it's kind of given me something to do. Could go hit the drive-through and you know yeah. grab a coffee and and a few packs of cards and see who who comes up. Uh, right. If I do the tally, it's basically I'm I'm up to uh, 16 packs that I've purchased, and <laughs> it's it's been um, a, quite an impressive ride. I I would have to say that I was expecting to have a lot more doubles. Because yeah. I just remember always getting duplicates, you know, opening packs, especially when you only get three cards in a pack. And it just seems like, I don't know, whatever the machine machine short, sorter kind of thing, uh, sometimes you just, I don't know, just get repeats or, du- like I said, doubles. But uh, I feel like I've I've been hitting the, hitting the jackpot lately, and I, I'm feeling like I've got a pretty decent stack going on. 48 cards here. Yeah, nice. Would you say you've got a bit of a like a pack a day habit? It's a... Oh, well, if if <laughs> that's the case, to... they gotta put a little warning on the packs there, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Government warning, like these things are addictive. Um, I would yeah. say I'm probably at like, um, well, I get three packs every visit, and I maybe go 
every three days. So I guess it's a pack a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. That's like, uh, you know, yeah, uh, World War Two style, like uh, just always, just yeah, always one after the other. If, if if hockey cards were smokes or whatever, I don't know what I'm going for here, analogy wise, but <laughs> but but for, um, for for me at first, it was kind of like, how long is it going to be until I finally get a jet? Mm. And then in in a three packs visit, I got Patrick Liney in one pack. I got the uh, Kyle Connor. Uh, what's it called again? Clear cut phenom. The clear cut phenom card, yeah. And so then it, those ones are see through. Yeah, and then in my third pack, I I got Crosby. So I was like, wow, three packs, like three solid nice. cards, like that. Yeah. Um, and then like you know, there's like these other special edition ones. Um, it was before you go on too far. Uh, speaking of Kyle Connor, it was his birthday yesterday. Oh, Kyle, man, I missed your birthday. Yeah. I don't know how old he. Here, let's. Turning, I think, oh, it's 20. not even on the back of this card because the card basically just has. Yeah, those clear cut phenoms have like they got nothing going on. on <laughs> yeah. either. It's just see through. So, yeah, I think uh, I think he's twenty four. Could be wrong about that, but um, I wonder if he's still thinking about not quite scoring forty last year. He, he was, was so well close. on his way. What he ended yeah. up with thirty eight or something. Thirty eight or thirty nine. Yeah. yeah, he would have had forty for sure, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, like, yeah, and it, I've, there's like so many, as I was mentioning before the show, there's like so many subsets in this thing, and you kind of get one special card per pack, and then two from like the regular set, but mm. without, like, I have no idea like what I'm building towards here, like, <laughs> I don't know how many cards are in the set. Um, and, it and must I'd, be a checklist. Eventually, remember- I, I must come across a, a checklist. Um but also, like, there's all these subsets that it's like, do I have one card from all the subsets already? Or am I going to c- come across some new special cards or whatever? But, um, but yeah, like I, like I said, I've basically just collected a few duplicates and Taylor Hall is one of them. Um, your, your German buddy there, Leon Dreisaitl, is another one. Nice, yeah. And then I've got I've, a couple got doubles a, from from these special sets. I've got an Andre Kopitar double from a couple years ago. Tim Hortons cards. I'll trade you a Kopitar for a dry sidle. How's that? Do it. Let's do it. I will take okay. that deal. Okay, nice. So I just I just decided to uh, go to CanadianHockeyCards.com, <laughs> which is a site. Of course, it is right, um, and. I basically I typed Tim Hortons cards 2021 or whatever the year this is, and uh, I'm trying to see how many cards are in the set, and I think there's 125. You said you got Anders Lee 125. Oh, yeah. I've got card he's, 125. Yeah, he's the last card in the set in okay. the regular set, but then you like you say you got all the subsets. Yeah. So there's the red pair the red ones. Yeah. And there's, I think, 50, 50 red ones. Oh, geez. I'm still... So yeah, and then you away. got... There's the Franchise Trios cards. Oh, I don't have any of those. Yeah, there's only 20 of those. They're pretty rare, it looks like. Then you got your Clear Cut Phenoms. There's 15 of those. Okay, I got one of 15 there. So Kyle Connors' uh, Clear Cut Phenom card is selling for 8 bucks on... CanadianHockeyCards.com. Nice. 
I don't actually. I don't know what that price is. Is that is that what they're selling it for, or what they would? I don't know what that price is anyway. Um, and then yeah, then there's the NHL canvas. Yeah, I've there's got a few of those. I got Connor McDavid and Pasternak and Mitch Marner. Nice. Well, those are um, there's 15 of those. And your McDavid one, it's listed at twelve dollars here nice. on CanadianHockeyCards.com. I could go get myself a pack of house beer. <laughs> I don't know if this is what they're saying that uh, they would pay for it, or that if you want to buy one from them, I don't know. Anyway, uh, and then we've got gold etchings cards. Yeah, I've got two of those. I've got, got Stammer, and I got uh, Carey Price. Nice. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, there's 15 of those. And then, man, there's even, okay, there's still two more subsets to go here. You got cup winners. Yeah, I got a couple so, of those. Uh-huh. And I also, there's there must be like all-star standouts or something. Exactly. That's the last one. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's 15 all-star standouts and 15 cup winner cards. Um, yeah, I know. I, I got a buddy in Edmonton who he's been he's been getting a bunch of like you you know probably a pack a day habit or so and, <laughs> we should uh, we should form a support group yeah. <laughs> but he's he posted a, a picture the other day of the ryan Getzlaff cup winner one yeah i guess he's got that Getzlaff card like three three four times already now and he's just <laughs> he's like god damn it gets like, see i have a feeling that taylor hall is going to be my repeat offender or yeah. I have this John Carlson Cup winners card that okay. I feel it might be that one that they just throw in every single pack. It's like, oh, let's throw, let's put another Carlson in here, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also have this Bennington Cup winners that I'm probably going to put in my bike spokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good bike spoke one for, for sure. sure. Jordan Bennington. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. The Tim Hortons cards. It's like. Uh, like I, I don't know if that's their new uh, roll up the ri- well, it's not their new roll up the rim, but like didn't roll up the rim go digital last year or something? Yeah, you so used your app or something. Yeah, and everybody got super mad about that. Well, I guess uh, at least you can get a tangible thing now with these cards, right? So, well, I'm, I'm fully committed. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and at least complete one set of whether it's the main set or one of those subsets. I'm that's yeah, that's my yeah. goal. Nice. Yeah, it'd be cool to get a few more jets too. See if you could get like, I don't know, Connor Hallibuck or Well, there's gotta be a Wheeler and a Shifley in yeah, there too. There's gotta be a Blake Wheeler in there. There's a Kyle Connor like regular one. You've got the clear cut Phenom one. Yeah, I've got Patrick Line, the regular card. Yeah. Gotta get a Pierre Luc Dubois. I noticed actually Oh, I, I already a... got Pierre Luc uh, okay. PLD. Nice. I've got Pierre Luc Dubois from I guess it would be his rookie card. Whoa. I'll have to find that, but I saw it in there somewhere. Here's PLD right here. Oh, nice. So, I don't know. Is this a good segue then? Uh, Speaking of PLD and his Columbus Blue Jackets, how do you think they're going to fare in their new division? Well, yeah, like I I guess... um... Whatever was this Which yesterday we, or t- no? When did this come out? Yesterday, I, I guess. Think it was like last night. They kind of. Uh, I don't know if it was Pierre LeBrun who bo- broke it, but uh, 
this is what I'm looking at is the Pierre Lebrun's 2021 provincial potential divisions. So division two has the blue jackets in it. Um, and that jack and that, and that division also has the lightning, the Preds, the wild, the Panthers, the Blackhawks, the wings and the hurricanes, uh, Division one is essentially the Metro and Atlantic kind of it's the Bruins, Sabres, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, and Capitals. Then division three is kind of a Pacific central blend of the Ducks, Coyotes, Avalanche, Stars, Kings, Sharks, Blues, and Vegas Golden Knights. And then of course you got the Canadian division. So it's kind of interesting. I think it'll be. Uh, um, it seems like most of those divisions are relatively well balanced, or at least, I mean, Division One seems like kind of the strongest division with the with the Capitals, Penguins, Flyers, you know, Bruins. Um, well, even the Rangers are going to be good. Islanders are good. Yeah, you know, yeah, like Islanders. yeah, yeah. I th- like basically. I think. If you look at that division, New Jersey and Buffalo are probably the two weakest teams. Yeah. And Buffalo's not even that weak. Like they added Taylor Hall and uh uh didn't they Eric Stahl? Yeah. And and uh they've Cody they, they've done they've done quite a quite a few moves here over the off season. Um if you look at the next division, to me I would say Tampa Bay is gonna just run away with that one. Yeah. Uh, I think Columbus, I, I think Pierre-Luc Dubois and his Columbus Blue Jackets will probably be second or third. I would say so. Her, I would agree, yeah. The Hurricanes would be the other team maybe that's kind of right there. Um, the Minnesota Wild, I don't really know. Like, they kind of did some weird things this offseason so far, it seems like. They got, like, Eric Stahl, they traded him for... Uh, who did they even get back from? It was kind of like... It was, a, it was a move that you were like, what? Why? Yeah, um, it was a weird move. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think any, like, say if we were back in regular NHL and if Minnesota was back in the Central, I think they would probably be the team, along with Chicago, in last bottom. place. Um, yeah. You know, in this division, like, you, you know, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, like, how good are those teams going to be? And I think Not, for most of these yeah. divisions... If you finish top four, I think you you'll you'll make the playoffs. Yeah. So you got Tampa, and then Columbus, Carolina. I guess Nashville, you know, is probably still yeah, going to be relevant. Probably that other team that yeah. would make it in that division. Um, but again, like I don't know, I, I'm not. I'm kind of over Nashville. Like yeah, uh, they've I, they've kind of. I think they, they their window is like almost closed. Yeah, still still not a bad team, but uh, I don't think that they're really anything to be super scared of anymore. You know, in a way similar to the Jets, like yeah, the, the you know Nashville was like a super strong team for a long time. The Jets weren't strong for too long, but now it just seems like like that classic series of Winnipeg versus Nashville, like in 2018, that went seven games. Yeah. Those that are two. Those, those are two different teams. Like yeah, yeah, it's just not the same anymore. Yeah, that was that. That was. Uh, I mean, that was that. To me, that was just like such an amazing series. That one. Well, that, that was, was almost like our Stanley Cup final. Like, yeah, there was so much. <laughs> there was so much energy and excitement. Yeah. Well, I think that that they were 
was that the year they were number one and two in the whole league? The, uh, the Jets and, and that's right. Preds? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But okay. So back to the divisions here. So in that division two, we've we've kind of picked our four who we think might come out of that being the Lightning, the Jackets, the Canes, and the Preds. So division one, who do you think are the four that come out of that? Because that's a that's one that's pretty tight there. It, 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 when like I think you may, maybe could say Caps and Bruins at the top. Yeah, I would say that, yeah. you're like I would say Islanders and Philly though. Those would be the top four teams. Wow, yeah. Boston, okay. Philly, Islanders, Washington Capitals. Okay. Yeah, I I might I mean I want to say Penguins, but yeah, it's I I, I would also say what you say, kinda like Caps, Bruins, Flyers. I'll put the pens in fourth. Instead of Islanders? Instead of the Islanders. Okay. Just for fun. I don't know. I think uh, the Penguins, what do they do? They got this offseason. Matt Murray's gone, so they're running with um, Tristan, Tristan Jerry yeah. and uh, Casey DeSmith as their goalies, I guess. They brought back um, – well, they brought back is not quite, but they got uh, – Kapanen, Kasperi Kapanen. And apparently he's going to be playing on Crosby's line, is what they've been saying. Really? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, they still um, got Gensel. They got Malkin. Yeah. Uh, they still got our boy, uh, Brandon Tanev. That's right. Yeah. Tanev, Tanev time is going to get dusted off here this season, maybe. <laughs> the other thing, too, it's like now that maybe some of these teams know like when the season's starting and what the window is like, um, there's probably still more more moves to make. Yeah, for sure. And then maybe they can now see who they're up against. And it's like, well, you know, Tampa Bay is like, well, we don't need to do much because we feel pretty good with our team. All you got to do is make the playoffs. You don't need to win the division. Um, yeah. You know, maybe they can just kind of coast and let Stamco still heal. Um, you know, yeah, but at know least that now that you... Rush s- to sort of bring him back. Yeah, like at, at least now that you see what you're up against... Um, there's, you can maybe adjust several, your roster. Yeah, there's several teams that need to get like cap compliant, if you will, and the Lightning are one of them. So they they will have to do some sort of move, whatever that is. And the Lightning still haven't signed a couple of their RFAs. Sorelli, uh, that center. Sorelli, yeah, yeah, Sorelli, uh, the defenseman uh, Chernak. Uh, and maybe one more other guy. I think there's but, a, well, uh, they signed Sergachev. Right. Yeah. So uh, they still got a couple key young guys to sign and they're already over the cap. So something's got to give. And that's the same with Vegas, to be honest too, because so if we're going now to division three, which is Vegas, St. Louis, uh, San Jose, LA, Dallas, Colorado, uh, Phoenix and Anaheim. So the, the golden Knights, they're over the cap as well. Yeah. Um, cause they signed Peter Angelo and they had to trade Schmidt for pennies on the dollar basically. And there's still like a million or whatever over the cap basically. So I'm going to make a hot take here. Mm-hmm. This is live. This is breaking news. Okay. I think, 
the good the good mojo that Vegas had for the first couple seasons of their existence. Um, I think they're messing with it. Like, yeah. I think like bringing in um, Petrangelo and uh, and then Robin Leonard, I, I, like some it's almost like there's too much tinkering going on. Yeah, and they showed it like, and now there's talk. Well, what they want to try and move Mark Andre Fleury because they need the cap space. Um, yep. you know, well, the, the, there um, was all these rumors about Pacioretty, Pacioretty, Marcheseau, like they, they, they still have like, you know, um, Riley Smith, Alex Tuck, they obviously got Mark Stone, um, Carlson, uh, Carlson and, um, Shea Theodore had like a unbelievable season, but like, it's almost like you're, you're pushing out like Schmidt who basically was a castaway from, Washington Capitals, I believe. Um, yeah. He he was a big part of that team. And it, it's like, now you're bringing in Petrangelo and, you know, you spent all this money on him. I don't know. It just feels like you're messing with, you're messing with like your, your luck or your, your mojo that you kind of had created. Mo- yeah. Um, yeah. Also well, like how important um, Marc-Andre Fleury was to the team and now it's like he's getting pushed aside for Robin Leonard. And don't get me wrong, Leonard's a great goalie. But they're kind of giving him giving him the bum rush out. Exactly. You know yeah. I mean? Like that's that's kind of it. Just seems like uh, these these moves like they 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 look great on paper, but it almost feels like it's messing with like the essence of how that team was built. Yeah. Well, it's funny to me because so like. Vegas being Vegas, right? It's a showbiz town and whatever. Uh, you, you know, they they need... It's not a hockey market, you know? And they've been successful so far in their couple years. But that's because it's a flashy new thing. But they need to have star power on the team to sell tickets and whatnot and get people, you know, locally interested in their their team like because eventually it won't be the flashy new thing in town you know i think they're getting a nfl team nfl team and whatever else right so it's kind of like they're gonna have they're gonna try and stay relevant but yeah they were basically gifted a pretty good team right off the hop by the expansion draft and and you know people were like oh it's a team full of third liners but a team full of third liners is is as we saw that they can go all the way to the Stanley cup finals. Right. And it's like, now they've kind of got some star power with Pacioretty and stone and Peter Angelo. And, um, you know, like, but also Stasny's gone. Yeah. Like Um, what they've had to kind of give up a lot of guys like that, that they signed for big ticket deals. And then they kind of have to turn around and flip them for not a whole lot. And how does that, you know, if you're if you're a Peter Angelo or a Stone who just signed a long-term contract or a Pacioretty, and already Pacioretty's in the rumor mill of getting traded and yeah. stuff, right? So well, also, like Gerard Gallant, like he was yeah. he was pushed out the door very quick, like quickly too, and he, like, how many coaches have taken an expansion team to the Stanley Cup final in their you know in, yeah you know in their first season? Well, and the I, I believe it was the owner. Um, who said, you know, uh, our coach is safe or whatever. Like there's, and then the next day he was fired, uh, Glenn, 
right? So, yeah. and and so the same guy said in the Vegas News yesterday or today, I think it was yesterday. He said, Pacioretty, we're not shopping Pacioretty. He's not, you know, you know, he's not going anywhere. If I'm Pacioretty, I'm packing my bags. Yeah. <laughs> look at what, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous, but anyway, that's Vegas for you, I guess. And you know, it's not. It shouldn't be surprising. I don't think that. I think there'll always be a team like that that is kind of always trying to have making like moves. A, some star players making moves yeah. and all that kind of thing. And it's probably going to backfire on them before too long because. And personally, I really kind of can't wait to see them at the bottom of the NHL standings. Like, who cares? Yeah, because. <laughs> It it's also like I don't know if if NHL players feel this way or not, but um, like your security would 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 diminish, and it's like you're more of a commodity than you are a part of the team kind of thing. So yeah. it's like they they went through all these this extent to bring in guys to win, but then like you know Mark Andre Fleury, the face of the franchise, and basically everyone loves him. And uh, you know he's a great guy, and he took it like a took it like a champ there in the last playoffs. But yep. you have to think it's like, well, if they're going to treat him like that, then like who who are they going to? How are they going to treat other guys? You know, like yeah. it's just like you know they could be on the move in no time. So I don't know. To well, me, I, like I just feel that they're messing with their mojo. But looking yeah. at that division, I would say that Vegas, St. Louis. Dallas and Colorado are going to be battling for the top four spots. And then the other guys are just going to kind of get, you know, a bit of a punching bag every night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like as much as we kind of just down talked Vegas or whatever a bit, they're still a good hockey team right now. That's, that's for sure. I would say Colorado is the best team in that division. And I would, I would put money on them winning that division. Um, yeah. they're just too solid. But, like they're, they're but between Colorado, St. Louis, and Vegas, those are three very solid teams. And then you know we're not even mentioning the Dallas Stars, who went to the Stanley Cup final this past season. And um, you know they're a, they're just a solid squad when as they showed this yeah. past year. So you know the the question mark in that division, like I think, yeah, the Ducks, the Coyotes, and the Kings, you can pretty much write off as. Uh, is like I think the kings of those three teams, the kings are the best of those three, but they're not good enough to not yet contend with the other guys. But when like um, think about Quinton Byfield in about three or four years, yeah, you know, yeah. like in yeah, I think I think LA's on their way. Um, yeah. Anaheim is probably behind them, and then Arizona is even further behind them because yeah. I don't know, they just feel like they've taken a few steps back. Oh, for sure, and um, but the question mark to me is San Jose. Because it, they're only like, you know, last season they were pretty terrible, but the season before that, they were good. Although they did start to show signs of terribleness, and then, like, so you got to wonder, like, where is San Jose at? Like, are they going to come back this year and be like a pretty decent team, or are they going to be terrible again? Like, I, it's a perfect example of what we were talking about with Vegas. Like San Jose had a good thing going on, and then they made a made a big move and brought in Carlson. And to me, I feel like that maybe messed up, you know, a little bit of the, of the chemistry in that in that for that team. Right. Um, well, Pavelski I guess. Went yeah, that, well, well, yeah. Um, but I would say this season, 
almost hinges on Carlson is if he's kind of returns to form how he was in Ottawa, then I would yeah. say for sure put San Jose in that upper group. But yeah. right now, because they, they, they got a, like, you know, Logan Couture and, uh, you know, Hurdle the Turtle and like and Evander Kane, like they like, and, you know, obviously a lot more guys, but there, there, there's a solid, solid core of, of, of players yeah. there. Obviously Brent Burns too. Um, they got a new goalie this year, didn't they? Didn't they bring in uh, Dubnik or something? Dubnik went to San Jose. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not a franchise Dude. goalie. He's good, but um, yeah. But anyways, I, I think I think a lot of San Jose hinges on Carlson. Um, yeah. You know, and he's a number one defenseman, and they well they've got two number one defensemen with with Burns and Carlson. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I think their big problem last year was. A- well, I mean, it was probably a combination of things, but a lot of the issues the last couple years, since the you know, has been goaltending and um, yeah, Martin Jones, Jones and Dell, that combo just kind of wasn't cutting it, and I think Dell went to Toronto now or something. Yeah, I'm I don't pretty know. sure Dell's a Maple Leaf now. I got to catch up on a lot of the moves that like I just didn't pay attention to because yeah. the season was too far away. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, now they, they got Dubnik and uh, Jones now, and I think you know that'll. I think Dubnik will help solidify that a little bit if he plays the way he can. Last year in Minnesota, he wasn't great. So, and then Minnesota got Cam Talbot. Now that's who their goalie is now. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so just it'll be interesting just, to see. Just to interject here. Let's save because um, our our uh, guest is standing by, and okay. I I don't want to keep him waiting too long. But let, nope. let's maybe um, save a little bit of a you know we've already given a bit of a take on on what we think how the Canadian division will, will shake down. For sure, yeah, we don't um, need to go over that. But um, let's let's get our our guest on the line here. We'll, uh, we'll take a break here first. Um, I wanted to add another song to the playlist, and it's okay. it's from. The official Talking Hockey playlist. Check the link in our um, Instagram bio. So at Talking Hockey Podcast on Instagram, and you clicky poo the link there. That'll take you to an Apple Music podcast or uh, uh, playlist. Uh, the official Talking Hockey playlist, growing by the week. So the song I want to add um, from the album "The Puck Drops" here by Del Barber and the No Regretskis. It's yeah. it's not like a, you know it's a song, but it's kind of like. It's more of a pump-up song, and like basically, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta build up for a big finish here. Like we're down by one, and we gotta, we gotta, you know, <laughs> the guy put queuing up the music up up top in the in the press box. You know, he's got to play this song to pump us up here for the for the last period. So, base, I want to play the Hey song, aka oh, yeah. Rock and Roll Part Two, but uh, Del Barber does it in his own style. So, and I, yeah, like. You're kind of not allowed to love this song anymore because Gary Glitter is the guy who wrote it, and then he is a crazy pedophile. He is, so, yes, yeah. So, like, the song is ruined for that reason, but exactly. Del Barber, Del Barber yeah. has taken ownership of it, and I'm all for it because it's pretty fun. But yeah, let's uh, let's let's hear it.
right, welcome back to Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. That was Del Barber and the No Regretskis with the uh, the Hey Ho uh, Rock and Roll song. I don't know, is that what it's actually called? The Rock and Roll song? Rock and Roll Part 2? Yeah, right, yeah. But anyway. The Hey course, Song, a.k.a. Rock and Roll. Yeah, and it's not really like a song, like it's just music, like. There's no singing. Yeah, aren't songs just music, though? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, he's not, it's not like a yeah. lyrical uh, journey. Uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say that's a song, Randy. Well, I don't know. It's a pump-up song. If you've ever been in a, a hockey rink, like, in the 90s, you heard that song. You did. All the time. Yes. So, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, we're back uh, talking hockey here, and we're joined now with, uh, by Chris um sorry chris miller is it mitchell sorry (laughs) the intern uh really did not (laughs) fill me in didn't brief me here so uh we're gonna fire that kid and bring in a new intern next time but um yeah welcome to the show thanks for coming yeah thanks for having me guys yeah so why don't we get a little breakdown of your uh sort of local hockey uh resume or whatever you want to call it uh just like you you uh, uh you tell the listeners you play for a uh an arch rival of randy and mine's uh, team the uh, the lumber cats won't you tell us a little bit about your association with the cats yeah i just know a few of those guys and uh they've kind of picked me up as spare over the years and i've played spring league with them but uh, yeah they're a fun group of guys and we've played uh caress of steel a few times and had some pretty good uh pretty good matches so yeah and i think the stink birds who i've played with in the spring league <laughs> probably would have played uh i remember one legendary game stink birds versus lumber cats played at like 5 p.m on a wednesday so like racing leaving work early trying getting stuck in gridlock and getting to the rink you know a minute before we've got we had uh I think six guys. I think we had like one or two, maybe one or two spares. And the Lumbergats probably had three full lines or something. Yeah, you guys did. And we pulled off the 3 2 victory, I believe it was, or or 2 1, something like that. It was. Sounds about right. It was uh, one of my greatest hockey moments. So, (laughs) So, Chris, did you play hockey a lot as a kid? I played, yeah, like I grew up playing hockey uh, in Brandon uh, from the time until I was probably about 16 and then uh, kind of stopped playing for a few years and went back to it in my early 20s. But yeah, it's been like a big part of my life growing up in uh, rural Manitoba and just playing with my dad on the outdoor rink and stuff. So, And so um, when you got back into hockey, so how many years has it been since you started up again? Uh, probably, I guess, 15. Oh, yeah. You're in a good run. Yeah, 12, 15 years. Yeah. I've been in Winnipeg playing for close to 10 years now. So it's, uh, it's a big part of what I do in the winter. It's about the only time I get out. So, yeah. <laughs> right we're on. All kind of, we're all kind of wishing and hoping that uh, there might be some some hockey in our futures here to play uh, as well as watch of course but you know the pandemic's really doing a great job at putting a kink in those plans um, but uh, word is that outdoor rinks are possibly uh, going to be allowed to happen again yeah city, city rinks city rinks yeah yeah 
of course. I saw something about that, yeah. Yeah, and and we'll get into talking uh, outdoor rinks because uh, rumor has it you've made your very first ever rink the, this winter. So uh, Yeah, yeah, I made it just at the end of November, so. Cool. Right on, yeah. So, so but, we'll, yeah, we'll before get... we move on to the, the outdoor rink uh, discussion, just prior to Rock and Roll Part 2, Tommy and I were just we're talking about the the divisional realignment for for this season. I get you know a lot of it is due to the bubbles or whatever you know like the the obviously COVID nineteen related restructuring of the teams. Um, and over the past few episodes, we've kind of talked about the uh, Canadian division and how the Jets would line up or how stack up against that. Um, what, what are your thoughts on? on seeing an all-Canadian uh, division. And, and who, who would you say are, are, in your opinion, some of the... Who would you say would be the favorites of that division? I'm pretty fired up about the Canadian division, actually. I can't really remember the last time I was, this, like, this excited preseason hockey kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's not on, but uh, fans or no fans, I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, as far as who's going to be top in that division, I'd have to unfortunately say Toronto. I think Toronto are going to be good this year, uh, better than they were the last couple. And um, Edmonton. And then I don't know. It's going to be kind of uh, a toss-up between, like, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, I think, for um, the middle, pretty yeah. much. Um, we'll see what Ottawa does, but I, I don't really – I don't have any expectations for them this year. But as far as the Jets, I don't know, man. Like, it just depends what team shows up and who's playing with who, I think, and how good Hellebuck does. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the Jets' success will uh, ride on Hellebuck. And uh, the way that you kind of shook down the division, sort of, it's kind of been the thinking, I think, with with what we've been talking about and – you know, it seems like maybe the Toronto, Edmonton kind of will be near the top or at the top. And then after that, it's kind of a cluster of three to four teams. Do you think uh, Montreal is, uh, you know, on paper, it looks like they've improved. Do you think that they can kind of put it together for a, a better season uh, than what they had last year? Like last year, they ended up making the playoffs, but of course, they were the 24th place team in the league or whatever, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to be better than last year. I don't, I, to be honest, I, I remember Montreal picking up some people, but it's been a yeah. while since I've looked at their roster. Yeah. Uh, they, they got to Foley from Vancouver. They got, uh, Joel Edmondson from St. Louis. They got yeah. Jake Allen as a backup from St. Louis. Okay. They yeah. got, uh, oh, who was the other dude they got? Well, they traded, Columbus. they traded Max Anderson. Domi. Yeah, for Anderson. Josh Anderson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. On paper, they they look a lot better, but we'll see. I guess, right? Yeah. It, it's hard to say. Like a team like Montreal, they beat Pittsburgh in the play-in round there. You know, last season. Yeah. Not too many people were expecting that. Um, so, so was it luck, or are they actually a good team? And that's yeah. sometimes you don't really know until like the next season starts. Like a team like Dallas, like they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Are they going to be a, like a juggernaut again next season? Or are they similar to Nashville from a couple seasons ago? You know, they they get to the ball, but then, you know, 
they get dumped, yeah. you know, and uh, they don't they don't make it, you know, they don't really get back to the promised land like that. Like if you yeah. think about like how Ottawa Senators were there in like 2007 or whatever, they had that really close run to the cup and then just not much after that. So. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and then as far as the Jets go, like, um, th- you know, they're kind of in. It's it's kind of a make or break year in a way for, uh, for possibly the coach and the general manager. I don't know that. I know that they just extended the coach, so I have a feeling that they probably won't be firing him. But like, um, but but I mean, like, the, they've just brought in a new assistant coach, uh, Adam Lowry's dad. So yeah, um, team dad, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what do you what do you think of the Jets? Like, have they have they done enough to their roster to have a better season than they did last year, which was, it wasn't a disaster, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a great season. That's for sure. The Jets are, I, I want to be optimistic, but it, it's so, it could go so many ways. Like yeah. looking before, like around March last year, I thought the Jets were like trending upwards big time. And then who yeah. knows what happened in the playoffs, if it was just injuries or whatever. But uh, I like to think that your defense is a little bit more solid than last year. And uh, yeah. even it is, you know, it's the same group of guys, but they have more experience. And I thought they added some veterans in at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them maybe pick someone else up, but I don't know how that works or if it's trade or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. The, it, I think right now they're like very up against the salary cap, but but Brian Little it sounds like is basically going on long term injury reserve, so that will mean that his salary doesn't count against the cap, so they will have potential room to make another move, like maybe bring somebody else in, because there are other teams out there who are way over the salary cap and definitely need to make a move. So. Yeah. There could be some some interesting things happen before they ever get to dropping the puck, which sounds like could be mid uh, mid January. I hope so. And the other thing we alluded to, I think maybe pre-show though, Tom, was um, rivalries. So mm-hmm. so like Chris, like you know, being fired up for a Canadian division. Who who are you excited like for the like because the Jets are going to play these teams probably like six or seven times each, you know? So it's like almost like a playoff series with each of these guys, each of these teams, and that's the season. And then you go to the playoffs. And I think the first two rounds of the playoffs would be within the Canadian division as well. So we're going to see a lot of these teams. Who do you see? Like who maybe are you excited for some rivalries? Like who obviously Edmonton Calgary is going to be a big one, but um, what, do you, what are some rivalries that you could maybe, uh, you know, that you're excited for? I think Calgary-Winnipeg is going to be pretty heated this year. Um, that would be pretty fun. And then there's always, like, Toronto, Montreal, and mm-hmm. Vancouver. And I don't know. Like, I, I'm pretty fired up about um, just Canadian teams playing Canadian teams. I pretty much like, like... I follow all of them. I just like Toronto the least, I think. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, definitely Battle of Alberta. I'm looking forward to, like, Ottawa, Toronto. Because there's going to be so many of them, right? As you said, they're going to play each other so many times. So I don't I don't even 
I wish it was like this every year actually yeah. for an all Canadian division. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing an all Canadian division all the time. And, and, or here's a crazy thought. What if they just every single year realign the divisions? Why not? I don't really, yeah. what are, what's the point of divisions even honestly? Like, well, I don't know. It's mainly travel. Like, especially like, well, say if you look at, um, the division, say, uh, Anaheim traveling to St. Louis, you know, yeah. like, I guess that's the biggest gap, like time zone wise. Um, yeah. So for the you know you 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 still run into that because of where the teams are located. Also, you got to think about um, Seattle coming into the league next season, and I think when they join, then Arizona comes over to the Central Division if that goes back to normal. Um, right. But yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's a it's kind of interesting. Well, even if you think about the Jets' first couple seasons when they basically took Atlanta's spot. In the southeast, yeah, in the southeast, yeah. and they were playing against like, and you know, you would think like, if that was where the Jets' great chance is to do something because that was a pretty weak division for the most part, um, but yeah, like it's it is maybe something just the same way how the bubble was exciting and it was kind of like constant hockey and new and fresh. This re- realignment is probably going to be a new like you know, kind of a new excitement because yeah, like we're going to basically see nonstop Canadian teams just battling it out and it'll be all over Rogers and TSN or whoever's got the coverage. But if you, you got to think about like, you know, in the States, like how great are the TV ratings going to be for like, you know, that one division with Carolina and, Florida and Minnesota like I don't know it just seems like that's kind of like the I don't know it just like a so like Tampa Bay is a great team but those markets aren't flashy no one's gonna care about them let me just ask this then because I don't know that this question has been answered and so obviously the Canadian division is because international travel uh, is not happening with the closed border because of COVID. So that's why Canadian teams, if it's a 56 game season, they'll play the other teams eight times each. So yeah, there's going to be some rivalries there. <laughs> teams you didn't know you hated, you're going to hate. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, so the other divisions, all they're all American teams. Are they only going to be playing in that division or will they be able to play like? No, I think everything is within your division. And then, the then like the first two rounds of the playoffs are also within that division, similar to how it normally works. Is like you got to play out of your central division in the playoffs, and then the the uh, I guess we'll see where things are at by the time it's the semifinals and the finals. If teams are traveling, you know they must be be able to like travel a, across the country by then and across borders. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like if all those teams in the states are in the states and they're just traveling you know what's the difference between say like the lightning going to chicago versus them going to st louis in a which is the uh, they're in different divisions you know what i mean so yeah i think i think they're they're keeping it within the divisions but there also might be like say for instance if the vaccine rolls out and things are running smoothly 
that I think they made they might have like a plan B for the second half of the season. So oh, yeah. they might do like a switch up then, but I think current like the plan right now is like because they don't know when the Canadian border is going to open, right? Like, yeah, um, exactly. so I think for the most part, it's you play within your division for the whole season and the first two rounds, and then after that, yeah, it'll be it, interesting. It must be all. Sure. It'll probably be fine by then. Imagine the first two rounds of the playoffs are going to be so nasty. I oh know, yeah, yeah. Each other all season because they yeah because yeah, they've already played each other like eight <laughs> yeah. times or whatever. Yeah. Imagine yeah. yeah Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, like Ooh. imagine those two going at it each like eight times a year plus yeah. if they happen to meet in the playoffs or something like. Well, they also uh, said they also said something like, say for instance in the Canadian division, the Jets would go play Vancouver say three times like in yeah. one block almost like a yeah. baseball series so yeah. and so like the jets would be in vancouver for like a week to play those three games and yeah. just imagine if like the jets roll into vancouver and you know maybe they beat vancouver the first night and then you know they're, they're all they're all hockey players i'm sure they're gonna like cross pass and go for beers and do whatever they do together um and like you're seeing the newspapers, it's like jets roll into Vancouver and you know mop the floor with them. Just like it's gonna be like the like a mini playoff series, and then like maybe like further down in a couple weeks, then Vancouver comes to Winnipeg and stays here for the week and plays mm-hmm. the three games or whatever. So it's not like Calgary, you know, going to Calgary, going to Edmonton, going to Vancouver. It's like they're gonna be in these cities, I think, for for a oh, few yeah. days in a row. Yeah. Which is yeah. going to be like again? I think it's going to intensify things, especially if like something oh, yeah. happens. Like, say if something happened again, similar to like a dirty hit or or anything like that. Like, like it's going to be pretty exciting stuff because um, just the regularity of of, of see, seeing these teams. Yeah, yeah. What what might end up happening too is that like. The, well, I think the Jets are going to have the most miles logged after this whole thing, after this season, just because the, the I don't know, like, the, it seems to me like they'll have to travel the most, you know, being in the middle of the country. But, like, you, 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 you might go out east to play Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, and so you spend, maybe you'll you go on a six or eight game road trip or whatever, so you play, yeah, like two or three times in Toronto, two or three in Montreal, and then another couple in, in Ottawa. And yeah, you're out there for a couple weeks kind of thing. Like, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But yeah, I think you're right. They'll have basically like baseball style, mini sets of games and it should be cool. But I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's exciting. I'm with you, Chris. Like it's, I really like, I, I, I generally follow all the Canadian teams and, I kind of have a, a a ranking in my head, and Toronto's my least favorite of them as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I just I whenever the Leafs would come to town, I I mean, I've been to a couple games that where they come to town because it's just fun. You know, people get yeah. get up for those kind of games; they get excited. So, like, I can only imagine a Winnipeg Toronto rivalry will grow even more so uh, if you know, like, I don't know if it's what you would call a rivalry, but just with line a and Matthews coming in as rookies at the same time and all the rest of it, you know, there's kind of a storyline there already. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. If only there was fans in the stands for an all Canadian division. Hey? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, who knows when that's going to come? It just, it just that that also seems like it's pretty far away. But I think so too. It might yeah. become. It might come sooner than than we think. But um, kind of moving moving towards our own hockey, Chris. Mm-hmm. Just just to tell tell us kind of like the the story of of your, you know, uh, venture into making your own ice. Uh, you, you know, obviously hockey shut down for, for everyone from beer leaguers all the way down to, you know, kids playing minor hockey. Um, but, uh, what, what, uh, what motivated you to make, make some ice and, and tell, tell us how, how you went about doing it. Uh, my main motivation was my five-year-old son. He just started playing hockey this year and, uh, he's, been like just a hockey fanatic basically since he could walk he's obsessed with it he plays with hockey cards he plays with hockey like just everything everything's hockey um and we just moved out of the city last year had a bit more room in our yard and i i kind of last winter i thought hey like we should you know put a backyard rink up and i flirted with the idea and then he started hockey this year and i just wasn't very optimistic at all that uh hockey was gonna go through the full season without some kind of shutdown yeah so i just pulled him straight up i was like okay well if if you play hockey and you like it and it gets shut down and you can't play i'll build you a rink in the yard and sure enough it did (laughs) (laughs) so and i i kind of i don't know i kind of had a feeling that this was gonna happen and people were gonna start building rinks like everybody was gonna start building rinks so I just kind of wanted to jump on it and get ahead of the game. So, and I'm not good with wood or anything whatsoever. So I just found like an affordable kit online, okay. figured out the dimensions I wanted, and I just ordered that. And it was pretty easy to assemble. And it was like a afternoon slash evening of work. So it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. I I guess we just really haven't had the um the 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 freeze yet to sort of yeah. make that ice good so like when you're flooding it have did you have you had any issues with flooding like um did was it kind of just like a puddle or did you have to do a little bit at a time or how's that work um i just feel i just put the tarp down and i leveled the thing and i just filled it up basically yeah. like just filled the whole thing up yeah. it's only been cold enough to flood once but i got probably two two like good weeks of skating every day oh, on okay. it. Okay. And then the last, like this week, like we were skating on it last weekend, but this week it's been a puddle for a couple right. days. Yeah. I might be able to skate on it tomorrow, but. Uh, yeah. The temperatures are are supposed to drop again here. And uh, so we'll see, but yeah, no, that's really cool. Well, tell us about like the kit that you got and, uh, and what went into, you know, putting, putting it together. Cause for someone that's never done it before, I saw your rink, um, you know, not too long ago and it looked great. Uh, just you know it, for someone that did it for the first time it looked like you did a great job so just tell us like what kind of kit it was and and what went into to setting it all up uh yeah it was from a company i believe out of guelph i want to say somewhere somewhere in ontario uh rinkmaster.com i was just kind of looking around and i've been looking for a while and their prices were affordable but basically it was it's just like pvc pipe essentially and it's uh. all kind of fitted and there's you just kind of put them together. You just like slide them in. So they're about like an inch overlapping on each other and you just do that. And then you, um, lay a tarp 
over top of it. And then you kind of fold it underneath the PVC pipe frame that you just built. And yeah. then there's these little pieces of plastic that like snap the um, tarp onto that frame. And then it's just a matter of like grabbing your garden hose and uh, starting to fill it up. And then what I did, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't use a level or anything. I just kind of, as it was filling up and water started pouring over, I just built that end up with snow. Oh, yeah. I just kind of leveled it as I filled it up basically. And yeah, I started at like 11, 11 in the morning ish kind of that day. And the frame and the tarp and everything was built within an hour, super easy setup. Mm. And, uh, then just filling the water and leveling it kind of throughout the day, but we were skating on it three days later, four days later. Very nice. Uh, so do you have, like, how big is it? Uh, like, uh, it's just a small one right now. It's uh 15 by 24, I think yeah, like just and to level my kids are at. And I yeah. just wanted to oh, just get some room maintaining it. Yeah. Some room to take a twirl, and uh, do you have a net that? Uh, can yeah, yeah, I picked up a net. There? Oh yeah, and then uh, have a shooter tutor coming for the guy at Christmas. So uh, right on, yeah, yeah. And it, Hi, I hope he's not listening. I, I hope he's not listening here because uh, he'll just find <laughs> out his present. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, secretly it was kind of for me as well. Like it's not big enough to really get my feet moving, but. Uh, I don't know. My cardio is pretty good. Yeah, I just want to keep my hands going. So by the time, <laughs> yeah. well, by the time we get on the ice again, whenever that is, they they yeah. they call it small area games, Chris. You got to just like you know do tight turns and you know put the puck in the corner yeah. and go get it and do some turns. Yeah. And <laughs> I've had a couple of sessions out in the morning. It's still dark out, and my neighbors are going to work and kind of asking me like, "Do you ever sleep?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm working in 20 minutes." I just you're like, "Leave me alone! I'm trying to go bar down here." Yeah, that'd be the perfect <laughs> yeah. way. My back area, I don't have a, a rink here at, at home or anything, but I've got uh, my back area is kind of like concrete. Um, and uh, with this weird weather we've been having, it's like there's a glaze on it right now. It's basically ice. So I yeah. can go out there and stick handle with a puck and stuff. <laughs> it works great. Like, <laughs> So, Chris, what have you learned about ice making? Like, you know, was it um is there something that like over now that you've had the rink going for a couple of weeks that you now understand you know what you would do differently next time or 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 what you would want to change or you know what are, what are some adjustments like that you've kind of learned over the past couple of weeks uh well next year definitely i'm gonna level it before i fill it just because i probably cost myself a lot of time there and uh so I'll do that, and then you can kind of just run the garden hose and forget about it for a while. But because uh, that, yeah, that cost me a lot of time. So do you mean le then, like you you'd level your yard? Is that what you're talking about? I just level the frame. Like I I basically just um, like hammer some stakes in the ground and get a line level and figure that out. Oh, and yeah. then uh, it'd just be a matter of putting like some foam insulation or something under each end, propping it up, and then. Uh, just making sure that my frames actually level. Cause I thought it was like, Oh, it's, it's good enough. You know, we'll, we'll tweak it, but you don't realize how, uh, <laughs> how, like how much of a slope your yard has until you start yeah. pouring water on it. So, so are, are there edges like, uh, you put this PVC frame together and then do you have, are there little like, uh, quote unquote boards or anything like that? Um, there, I'm sure you could build some, I'm planning on just like snow, snow up around it as I shovel it off and whatnot. Yeah. Um, 
so right now it's just like the little red pipes. But from what I understand is as I'm resurfacing it throughout the uh, winter, that eventually it's just going to go up over top of those anyways. And it'll just yeah. look like a cool natural rink in your, in your yard. But right now, yeah, it's a hazard. Like you, the pucks go off the edge and like, yeah, <laughs> my kids skate off the edge. And so I'm, I'm wanting snow and cold and I, I can't say I've ever complained about this weather in December, but this year it's, uh, this year you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did you also get like the ringmaster Zamboni thing too, or whatever, like that attachment? Yeah. I've only used it once, but it's pretty sweet. It's just like a couple of aluminum pipes that uh, screw onto your, uh, garden hose. And then uh, it sprays out the bottom, like out of the, they've got like holes drilled in it. So it's just like a bunch of little, I don't know, what do you want, whatever you want to call it. But then uh, on top of where the water comes out, you just put a towel, like there's a towel that slides on there and then you just flood your rink. Oh, wow. I've only, I've only been able to do it once and it worked really well. And I used cold water and it was uh, yeah. sticking to like my ice a little bit. So it was a little tricky, but next time I'm going to use uh, warm water. And yeah. I think you're that supposed goes. to use warm water or something, eh? Right? Yeah. That's... And it, the ice was beautiful the day after I uh, yeah. flooded it. So That's I'm cool. excited for it to be cold where I can actually put that thing to the test. So, so I saw, I saw a video uh, on Instagram, Chris from Propagandy with a homemade Zamboni. He had, <laughs> he had a mop bucket in his hose or something like that. And it just, oh, yeah. it looked like it worked awesome though. I was like, Oh man, yeah, that's the way to go. But like, yeah, that's yeah. Any sort of, any way to, efficiently flood the ice that's all you really need i guess yeah it was funny though it was about 25 minutes of setup by the time i attached the hoses and like ran it out my garage and all that kind of stuff and then it took me 45 seconds to flood the ice <laughs> and it was wrapping up cables or uh, hoses and everything yeah. so would you say was it pretty similar to like a zamboni flood like it like smoothed it out and like filled in the cracks and stuff Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Like I've only done it once, so I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna make a bunch of mistakes. I would assume, <laughs> and learn with flooding and the best. I don't know if it, there's like a speed I should do it at or whatnot. But yeah, I did it that one night, as the, like the sun was going down. It was cold enough to do it, and the next morning it was just like a sheet of glass. Basically. Nice, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I chewed it up quite a bit in the warm weather, but uh, I'll just give it a good flood when it's cold, and hopefully it. Uh, yeah. Sleep. Yeah. But yeah, it seemed to fill in all of our cracks and I just sweep it off as we go. So, yeah, that's the thing too, eh? Like with this warmer weather, the ice is softer. So if you're going for your morning skates, just you yourself, I'm sure you carve it up pretty good, eh? Like after, yeah, yeah like 20 minutes or however long, like I know when I'm skating on the lake, like the ice is kind of soft and it doesn't take me very long to like build up quite a bit of snow, like com- quite different from what we're used to playing like indoor hockey like it takes a couple periods of like a bunch of guys to carve it up but um once that snow builds up do you scrape it and then flood it or or what do you do uh eventually i'm gonna scrape it and then flood it like I'd, i'd like to be flooding shortly after we skate or before we skate on it or both or whatever but uh lately i've just kind of been scraping it off just because i haven't been able to flood so i've just been uh Okay, it's cold enough. Let's go skate. So it's it has been. It's quite a lot more. Uh, it's more chewed up than when you were out here, and you would have seen it. But um, eventually, yeah, I would just shovel it off, shovel it off the corners, build up the boards, I guess, and then uh, give it a flood. Wait a few minutes and go back out if I want. But 
So, Randy, with your natural ice rink out at the lake, um, do you flood that at all ever, or do you just kind of let nature do its thing? I just let nature do its thing, but this weekend I'm going to try flooding. Okay. I'm going to try doing, I I mentioned to Chris the other day, I'm going to try using uh, the lake water, and like I'm going to break through the lake, break through the ice, and use a drill pump and, you know, siphon water from the lake. And either just yep. let let gravity do the jo- do the work, or maybe I'll put it into something and do a a similar flood. But um, yeah. I, for the most part, I just kind of keep shoveling and scraping. scraping I'll I'll, t- I'll yeah. take like a push broom and I'll like push the snow like the fine snow out, and I can get a pretty good. Um, and if you get most of the snow off, and then if you've got a, like a pretty sunny day, then the sun will melt that like very top thin layer of the ice and then kind of create it like nice and smooth, uh, like another like smooth service. But you'll like, um, Tommy, you'll see that, uh, a couple rips around that little area and you're, you're, you're digging in and you're, you'll see like some big, you know, divots or whatever. Like it's, Mm. it doesn't take long because it's so warm right now. Um, The other thing too, well, it's like once vehicles start driving on that lake, you'll like the ice starts shifting more. And I've had like times where like it buckles and then water oh, comes yeah. up and then it, it freezes and it's like s- super bumpy. But the good thing, um, the good thing with uh, the lake is you just move over thirty feet and shovel off a new area. <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> so, like that's what I the past couple weeks is. I tried making an area in one spot and it wasn't smooth and it wasn't that the ice wasn't great, but you just move over 25 feet and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I've got this big area. And as of last weekend, I think I made a rink size like that was probably like 60 by 40, like a pretty big, pretty big area. But, Mm. you know you know chris think about the the time it takes for you to shovel your rink and then you know i don't have a snowblower or, or anything like that yeah, i do it all by hand so i'm like shoveling for about two three hours and then i get a hour skate and then you know that's pretty much it <laughs> and yeah. it's just you you're you're the one clearing it off on your own kind of yeah it, well like clearing the snow is part of the experience too like i find that uh you know, just put some tunes on and, and, you know, have a fire going and crack a beer and shovel for a while and then take a break and keep shoveling. And then once it's ready to go, skate around for a while and then, you know, repeat the procedure kind of thing. But, (laughs) but the, the, uh, the shoveling is a big part of it. And, you know, the way that I look at it is like, I didn't put any work into making the rink, you know, like, mother mother nature made the rink like i didn't have to do anything with that so i don't mind putting the time into shoveling because you know i didn't have to you know run water and set up the stuff that you had to do right so it's it's actually pretty fun though like i thought it was going to be quite a bit of work and setting it up wasn't that bad it was like it was just a day and it was fun and it was exciting uh we'll see how like maintaining it and keeping it i intend on doing it but just like in order to do that, it's going to take some commitment, I think. 
I saw that uh, Lumbercats captain, general manager, uh, team president, uh, Sheldon, I, I saw that he's got a, a little rink at his place over in, uh, I live in a, just a, down the road from him, kind of, so. Okay. Uh, he's got, uh, yeah, I saw that he's got a rink this winter, too, for his little one there, so. It's yeah, fun. those pictures just warmed my heart, man. Yeah. Those were great. Yeah. Yeah. But he That's actually a, he actually built the frame like out of wood and stuff like, like a yeah. wood frame there yeah and he's got yeah. plastic down and everything yeah shout out to Sheldon yeah. for for doing that well, and, the, and the caressive steel uh, team president manager uh, Eric I was uh, that's where I got my pierogies last night and he's got a front yard rink as well um, so I checked that out and yeah he's got a real nice little setup there he's uh, wood kind of edges or boards or whatever he must have built the frame so I think he's done this a couple years now so yeah. he must just keep the frame and then reassemble it each year or whatever and looks like it's probably about I don't know however many inches that would be six or something or eight or whatever yeah um and uh, he's got a tree sort of in the middle <laughs> of it like in, on one end not in the middle but it's kind of like at one end in the corner There's I've a seen tree. a picture of a rink like that I wonder if it's his yeah I'm not sure. you can skate in around the tree I can yeah. see it being addictive though like I like if you do it every year just upping the last year yeah. like I already want to double mine next yeah. year and then I could probably go bigger if I wanted to eventually yeah but. Yeah. yeah if you got the room I guess it's kind of like yeah. why not why not yeah, yeah. And, so. and how often is your boy going out there? Uh, well, we haven't been out there this week just because of the weather, but we were going out like every single day pretty much. Like I'd pick him up from school and we'd go out there before I was in the kitchen cooking dinner kind of thing. And uh, he just, he absolutely loves it. Like uh, I knew he liked hockey, but to actually <laughs> see him on the ice playing and yeah. doing well and being engaged and stuff, it was really cool to see. That's fun. And I was helping coach and I was super pumped about that. But uh yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is, right? But it's, uh, yeah. it's yeah, it's really cool. It's fun seeing him on there. He he gets frustrated if I'm on there with him a little bit. Uh, he likes to do his own thing, and <laughs> I get in his way, I guess. But, uh, yeah. no, it's, it's really cool. So we'll get him out there shooting pucks this winter. That's great, yeah. The next thing you know, he'll be, uh, you know, ripping them uh, top chad, bar down. and uh, <laughs> It wouldn't take much for a shot to be better than mine, so he's <laughs> catching up quickly. So you have a sibling that he can uh, put in uh, there? Yeah, my youngest is two, so he, okay. we a have a couple years he got a goalie then. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have him skating by the end of winter, I hope. Okay. So we've, we've had him out there. So Fun. But yeah, goalie for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, right on. Yeah, it's funny. Like with uh, you know the outdoor rinks, it's been too warm right now. Um, but there's been times where it's almost been I wouldn't say too cold, but like when it's super cold and you go out and skate on the ice, it just chips up real easy, right? So it's just like you can't. It, you got to get that sweet spot, and uh, it's all dependent, I guess, on on whatever the weather's doing so and there's not really i used to work with a guy uh a pilot and he would say he was french and he would say uh the real boss is uh, the mother nature <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, I'm interested to hear how the warm water flood goes for you chris so yeah i'm excited keep to me posted on that i will yeah um 
Yeah, I don't know. I, you were just talking. I was I was thinking that the the natural ice though is the uh, it's always the best. Like the old yeah. the old rinks where it's colder inside than it is outside. That's yeah, yeah, always exactly. the best ice to skate on. Yeah, played a few played at a few of those growing up, and uh, there was one in particular, and it was like their their Zamboni was just a farm tractor with a thing on the back of it, and uh, but yeah, that 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 rink was so cold, and like every time i left the rink my like feet were frozen and i can remember getting in like dad's truck and just cranking the heat uh <laughs> like putting it like on the floor heater so that my feet would get warm and just like yeah just it would take all the way like that rink was about 20 minutes out of town and it was like all the way until we got back to town that i could feel my toes again <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's good time so yeah, I'm excited to try the warm water flood. I'll keep you posted on that. Right on. And so you mentioned like um, wanting to do something bigger next year. Like you'd want to do a bigger rink next year, you th- you feel? Yeah, I think I would probably try to at least double it. Pretty sure. Like it'd be, I think just the level my kids will be at next year, it'll be, we'll be able to get like a bit of a game going on there. So I'd like to be able to make it big enough, maybe even a little bit bigger. We'll see. And like, I can just buy if I if I want to like keep the kit going. I can just buy little extender pieces and whatnot. It's relatively affordable. So, and that was Rinkmaster, yeah. you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Rinkmaster dot com. Yeah, I just found them on Instagram of all places, actually. But cool, nice. Or they found me on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that's how it works. Right? Yeah, you yeah. said you said Rink, and then the algorithm heard that, and then yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, Tommy, I, was that pretty much all we had to cover on today's episode, or was there any other I business? Think so. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered the bases here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, and um, yeah, it was a really good rink talk there. I, I enjoyed it. I've never made a rink before; I've only ever used them, <laughs> so uh, it's interesting to sort of hear about the process. And um, yeah, like uh, you know, I haven't skated since. Uh, I guess Thanksgiving kind of right when they shut everything down. And then um, uh, hopefully this weekend I'm going to go find some ice. So yeah, that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, we uh, would definitely appreciate coming on the show, Chris. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, see you on the ice before too long here and, you know, get some of that going. So before we, before we kind of head out, you've got a song. Uh, Why don't you tell us about what the, the name of the song, the artist, uh, and any sort of correlation between, you know, hockey and why you chose the song or whatever. Oh yeah. Randy just told me, Hey, like come, come up with like, if you can find a song, <laughs> theme song, like go for it. Man. And I, the first song that actually came to my head, um, weren't the two songs that I sent, but you had already played them. So the reason I didn't send this one out at first is because it's a little dated now, but it's still like a cool, fun song it's uh by an old brandon uh hardcore band called somebody else um and it's called god and it's about uh coach's corner and hockey and don terry and ron mcclain so it's just a fun song that i grew up partying to and watching live music and sweet it reminds me of being like 15 16 yeah nice yeah we've got an official talking hockey playlist on apple music so uh for yeah, go follow our Instagram at Talking Hockey Podcast, and then 
the link there that takes you to our playlist. So if this, um, this song this will song, be on the show, but I doubt this is on, on Apple, Apple Music. music. Yeah. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Yeah. So trying to say yeah. We might just have to, Apple. yeah, this might be the asterisk song that's not on the playlist. <laughs> but uh, it's all good, uh, yeah. the, the first two songs that Chris actually uh, suggested were um, from the Hextalls. So I was like, we, we're, we're, we're well covered there. <laughs> but, you, two, um, you two are uh, definitely on the same page then yeah. as far as that goes, yeah. And so, the love of the Hextalls. And so Chris, um, you know, keeps our streak alive of, of guests here on Talking Hockey. Uh, last week we had Matt Nightingale. This week obviously was Chris Mitchell. Uh, next week we've got another guest, um, you know, to keep this streak going, hopefully into 2021. But Chris, thanks for joining us. Um, you know, it, it was a a blast to hear about your rink making adventures and uh you know we'll uh we'll catch up with you in the new year and uh we'll bring you back maybe to talk some canadian division rivalries yeah. sounds good man thanks a lot yeah and as they say uh keep your stick on the ice and uh 110 pucks deep quick shifts here we go now let's go